You are now listening to The Unit Report. Listen as we take a deep dive into the world of sports centered around Pittsburgh. Now, your hosts, Lucas and Troy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this late night edition of The Unit Report. I am your host, Troy, as always, followed by my uh, personal sidekick slash butler slash appointee, uh, Lucas Wester. Do you have permission to talk if you'd like to go ahead and say hi to the crowd? My favorite thing is, is that I know uh, that's to, enough of that. I'm going to have to edit that later. The beginning of the report, we're going to start off with screamed and destroyed people's speakers. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to fix that, man. That's going to be a tough one. <laughs> you said extravagant. Fair enough. It's hey, the unit report at night. At night. At night. At Let's time. get into it. All right. So we're going to start off with some uh, beloved NHL news because turns out nearly killing people only cost five grand. Man, if only the U.S. prison system used the same thing. <laughs> well, they are for profit uh, prisons. You know that. Fair we, enough. We All live right. in a society. Uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Kick us off. Tom Wilson hit. Sure. Everyone's basically seen this. Uh, it was who? Panarin? Well, it was a couple, it was a whole sequence, basically. It was uh, uh, some, I was in front of the net, one of the nets. Uh, after the whistle, he basically pushed uh, Pavel Bushnevich into the ice and put a stick into his neck, essentially, as he was pushing him into the ice. And then right afterwards, when uh, Artemi Panarin came to Bushnevich's defense, he pulled Panarin by his hair and threw him onto the ice. So that's two. That's if you're counting at home, that's two attempted uh, homicides. And um, everyone on Twitter last night was like, oh, my God, how many games is he going to get to at least till the end of the regular season? Maybe the end of the playoffs, too. Like this guy, like you can't let him play again. The NHL, this is crazy. So what does the NHL Department of Player Safety do, Troy? What do they do? They go, no, no, no. This is just a fine. It's okay. He's not dead. Five grand. Yeah, yeah, like, like you know, they really need five thousand dollars. You know, it's oh, like yeah. they could, uh, they they'd save more money from medical bills if they keep Tom Wilson out for the rest of the season. This guy, he already served, um, I think it was a seven game suspension at the beginning of the season, uh, for like a bad hit. He's done bad hits against the Penguins. He broke Zach Aston Reese's jaw a few playoffs ago. Uh, this guy sucks. This guy's a total piece of garbage hockey player. He pulls shit like this all the time. And he's going to continue to do it because apparently you can get away with it. He's a repeat offender. I don't know how this didn't yield some suspension. Even if it was to the end of the regular season, people still would have been pissed that it wasn't enough. But he didn't even get a game. That's wild. Put this in anyone else's. Put put this on any other player. They're done. Not even any other player. If, if you do this outside of an NHL rink at any place in public, you're getting arrested. Like, you can't do that. Like, he literally, he he could have, like, we still don't know the effects of their injuries. They're both out, out for the rest of the year, but for the Rangers, the rest of the year's three games. Nonetheless, he literally could have caused long-term damage. He could have broke, like, vertebra, like cervical vertebrae. He could have, like, concussed them. He just flung their heads into the ground. For the one, he pushed them. The other one, he pulled them into the ground. Like, it's insane, the shit that they're letting him get away with. Yeah, but I mean, in all fairness, even if you're in, uh, uh, I guess, player safety doesn't care, then if you're other players and you want to play the dirty game, what's stopping you? If it's only five grand, what's five grand on, like, a three-mail contract? Uh, I Well, for his contract, I think uh... – that's it what, was, like, two minutes worth of gameplay? It was the equivalent of someone who makes 50 grand a year uh, getting fined, like, 60 bucks. And I'm going to say, for an attempted homicide, 60 bucks? That's not bad. They're more expensive uh, homicides, I'll tell you that. Um, and there have been a lot of, there's a lot of conversation around the Department of Player Safety, kind of like what we talked about. And George Paris, former NHL enforcer, uh, is in charge of the Department of Player Safety. And the Rangers, of uh, just a few hours ago, I sent this to you whenever it came out, um, they are not happy with uh, George Paris, and they released that 
they released a uh, statement um, directed about uh, Tom Wilson and George Perez. And the statement reads as follows. The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that, that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these types of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions caused an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a dereliction? I don't know what that... I, I, I'm, I'm very tired. I can get a lot of sleep. Um, basically, they call for Paris. They say he's unfit to, uh, in his role. Which makes a lot of sense because why in the first place would you put an enforcer in charge of player safety? A guy who was paid to concuss people is in charge of the safety of the entire league's players. Makes zero sense to me. Do you, do you, do you, do you get it? Bo Bennett. Perfect candidate. I, you, now, are you saying that sarcastically or not? Because I think it's not even a bad idea. I mean, moderate sarcasm, because, like, it seems like he got hit. And he, you remember, like, the SpongeBob thing, like, glass bones? Like, do you want, you yes, know, do you yes, want yes. some chocolate? And then the spine comes out. That was a great and episode, then, yep. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it's like, do you want some chocolate? And then she's like, what? And then he's like, my bones are made of glass. And then he, like, shatters. And then she's like, chocolate. I'm, I'm, that I'm, one? I'm isolating that, and that's going to be the intro. Chocolate. Anyway, chocolate. <laughs> I like he said, Troy. do you want some chocolate? I love late night Troy. <laughs> anyway. But it, wouldn't it make more sense to have a guy who's been the victim of vicious hits be the Department of Player Safety guy instead of an enforcer who's been like dealing out those injuries his entire career? Because they'd have more sympathy for the guys who are getting injured in this case. Like, George Paris has never been in the position of Panarin or Bushnevich, but he's been in Tom Wilson's position a hell of a lot, so of course he's going to be sympathetic to him. It, it makes zero sense to me that, that they do that ever. Yeah, yeah. Troy is sending me some inappropriate things. See, I, I'm not afraid to say cuss words on here, but there are things that he said. We're getting worse. banned. You're getting We're already banned. banned. You already gave us the rated E thing our first day. So is Eminem's albums, but you know what? He's still doing all right. Yeah, he doesn't care. Exactly, and I don't either. I am Eminem, essentially. Oh, boy, no. You, you, maybe the Eminem characters that they use in the uh, commercials. I'm basically but... eating Eminems right now. Oh, yeah, you're right. Because chocolate-covered raisins, remember. Remember, hamburgers. Almonds. Remember, Almonds. I'm sorry. Remember, kids, cheeseburgers are basically salads because they contain less. It's like wings. If you eat the carrots and celery, it's a salad. It just happened to have, like, grilled chicken or uh, – Deep fried chicken on it, covered yeah, in grease and barbecue sauce. I could go for some wings right now. Why did you do that? That's a salad. I know. I actually had that's, two salads today. See, it's like healthy, except you just cover it in chocolate. Exactly. Yeah, you get you know, it. Healthy. How healthy would Tom Wilson be if he was a salad? Um, I think he'd be disgusting. He tastes like piss. If Tom Wilson was a salad, what kind of salad would he be? He'd be a Caesar. He'd be a really fatty Caesar. You think? Yeah, dude. He like I, see a block see, of Parmesan. I, see, I kind of see him like if he was if we're if we're talking like on sides, like you know how you go to like a like say if you went to like IHOP, no hate on IHOP, and you order like a side salad because you're a sicko and don't order pancakes. Their salad suck there. Or it's like it's like a head of lettuce with like whatever dressing they could find from like 1990. Because who goes yeah. to IHOP to order a salad? Me. I it's did that, that one. Yeah. Their salads are disgusting. There, by the way, if you ever go to IHOP, don't get a salad. I don't know right. why you would go to IHOP to order a salad. If you go to IHOP and order like anything other than like breakfast, I mean, come on. It, I was 17. I had just gotten my license. I was out late with my friends, and they were all getting pancakes and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm on a health kick right now. I can't have that. So I got a salad, and it was disgusting. Don't do it. Tom Wilson is basically a bad salad. He's wilted lettuce. He's fatty dressing. He's gross. But jokes aside, there needs to be something done about Tom Wilson in this league. And they also need to re uh, reform the Department of Player Safety because they can't keep letting people like him get away with this. Like People are going to genuinely get like long-term hurt if Tom Wilson is able to get away with the stuff that he does. It's a joke. I know. Go to make the uh, Department of Player Safety great again. 
Wow. Is it, are you are you announcing your, your uh, candidacy? No, I, that was that was very. Uh, I came up with that motto on my own. Oh no! No one's ever. I don't think anyone's ever used that before. I don't know. I don't think I've heard of it. Are you going to announce your candidacy in your own building, like by coming down an escalator? For player. Oh no! I'm gonna. Um, you're gonna write a Cessna. Um, I'm gonna do like a flyover with like a banner tower. No. Oh. Like telling a banner. Yeah. Oh. It's gonna have your number on the back of it. So good luck. My number. Yes. No oh, thanks. I appreciate that, buddy. So in and uh, more news of things that should be suspended. Um, the Penguin game on uh, it's May fourth, by the way, and the Penguin game just ended because we're doing the unit report at night. At night. And Penguins won seven to three. Uh, but on uh, one of the game ceiling goals, uh, Mark Friedman, former flyer, scored um, on an empty net breakaway. And at, right after he put the puck in the net, lovely defenseman Shane Gossespair of the Flyers shoves him into the boards. And I didn't, I heard about it. I didn't see it until after you pointed it out. Uh, it's a pretty, sh- pretty shady hit. No. I mean, it's after the play. He's getting near. I mean, he's still coming in with a pretty good speed. Keep in mind, he still shot the puck in. So he's going kind of for like the turnout and the celebration. And then he just takes him down. I don't remember who came in after to uh, defend him, but he, ended, he only ended up getting like two minutes for roughing, which is kind of a joke. But in all fairness, at this point, who cares? Yeah, it was. It. Honestly, if this goes to the player safety, they might pay him for doing it. They like, might act. They might find Friedman. Like, why are you? Why are you in his way? You like, know? why don't we? Why don't we cut Gustav uh, Spear a check for like five grand? I mean, he deserves it. I mean, who's gonna play, pay for his golf this uh, summer? You know, true. Who's I mean, they're getting a start. They're getting a head start. So like, uh, they they get to skip in front of the lines because exactly you know, they get them early tee times. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if you're Friedman, I think you're. I, I don't know. I feel like if you're the NHL, you find him for not knowing how to skate. It was, and it wasn't just kind of late. Like it was, it was like oh, it was, it was there was no it gray was area. Deliberate. The puck was in the net. The red light was lit, and he literally just whooshed, just right into the boards. Okay, there, yeah. You know how like sometimes there'll be guys that'll like go to wind up for a slap shot and they'll there'll be a guy on them and like they'll have a really extensive like wind up and it takes like a second or two for them to like get the shot off. Like peaking, and like yeah. they'll get hit they'll get hit like on the like either just after they shoot it or something. Mm-hmm. Those are understandable, I guess. Because the guy already has his has his like shoulder drop going to hit the guy, and he just happens to take really long to shoot the puck. This isn't even close. I think this was like some like backhand or something, and it was like very deliberate. Yeah, it was it, it was very deliberate. Um, uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's still very fresh. I haven't seen the Twitter reaction really because uh, we've been doing this since the game ended, but um, it seemed deliberate and just more and more things that are going to make George Par- uh, Paris get fired because he's not going to do anything about it. Yeah, but I don't know if this is what they want so much for the, you know, we don't want, I mean, I don't know, isn't this, they got rid of the, uh, there's no more, I guess, full full length icing anymore. Um, you can't even take your helmet off in a fight, but screw it, if you get killed, oh well. Screw it, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you. Um, so yeah, we're going to keep an eye on that, see what happens there. Um we, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the new NHL deal with ESPN that they're going to be the main rights holder for, in the United States. But there is a there is always a plan, uh, not a plan, but like a second deal that was going to be made. Uh, NBC was in on it. Maybe they'd get like a, a few more games uh, considering they didn't get the first deal. Fox was in on it. But at the end of the day, TNT gets the uh, part B, essentially uh, U.S. TV deal for the NHL. So for the first time in decades, NBC is not going to be hosting any NHL games uh, in the coming season. And it's going to be split between ESPN and TNT, obviously still with the um, regional partners like AT&T, Sportsnet, Bali Sports, uh, all those ones. And in the deal, TNTs will split uh, Stanley Cup finals every year. They'll go like uh, one year ESPN, one year TNT. But they also uh, guarantee all the winter classics, which whenever they – uh, become a thing again and the stadiums are filled up with people 
they uh there's always big rating games for uh the nhl probably the biggest of the year everyone likes watching outdoor hockey but um yeah it's a it's a seven-year deal uh i don't know the exact figure for how much money it is but it's a good deal and it recoups some of that money that was lost from uh you know covid since you know they haven't had fans and and also speaking of money that came into the league uh seattle made their final expansion payment so they're officially an nhl team there is a 32 teams in the nhl as of today the kraken uh and the, just has no players they have no players but they will soon uh we're gonna have a whole episode about that um the TNT deal is $225 million over uh, per year for seven years for the US NHL deal, TV deal. So anything you want to say about that? I th- I'm looking forward to it. The way that they do uh, NBA TNT, it's really well done. They have great panels. They have really uh, like a fun presentation to do it. I think uh, if they can copy that over to the NHL, I think uh, fans will be in for a good one. My only question is if they're going to copy it over. Because, like, is the NBA going to get, um, I don't know, what do you what do you call it, priority? Uh, probably. I mean, if you look at it, even on NBC, like, football got priority on, like, the main channel NBC. You know, like, they put more production value into Sunday Night Football than they did for, you know, uh, NBC Hockey. But, uh, like, they had their own exclusive NBCSN channel, I guess, but... I think, I think ESPN and TNT collectively are going to make a good product. Honestly, we still have a lot to see. They even they don't have many hires like in the departments. Like uh, ESPN has a few NHL guys, TNT doesn't have any. So I'm assuming a lot of the people that were at NBC are probably going to get signed over. Praying to God, Pierre Maguire is not one of them. <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very strange not hearing. Well, I guess Doc re- Doc retired, so I guess that doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. I don't know. I feel like he will. I feel like they're they're going to straight up just offer like 90% of those guys just like contracts. And why not? I mean, exactly. I, think, I think that it should probably go more because the presentation on NBC isn't great. Like the panels are usually pretty boring. I mean, some of the guys have good insight, like Patrick Sharp. Um, and, and I think uh, Kevin Weeks is on there. Anson Carter, those guys are on there uh, from time to time. But if you look at the TNT NBA presentation, they have Shaq and uh, Charles Barkley, and they're like having fun. They're making jokes. They're fun personalities. Hockey needs to find some alumni that like recently retired alumni that are like fun, entertaining people that can also provide good insight. I think that, the, uh, like I said, the NBA TNT team has a great mix of that. And if we can find some guys in the NHL, because current the current staff over at NBC doesn't really have it. If you look up in uh, Sportsnet in Canada, that like Kevin Bieksa, um, I think it's uh, Chris Versteeg, I think those guys, um, they're working up there and they have good personalities and obviously provide good insight. If we could find some guys like that to give some more life to the game, make it more fun to watch, uh, I think that would be good. I think that'd be good for the NHL. I think more, more, more fun presentation, more fun way to watch the game will bring more people inevitably to the game. I rest my case. Very true. I don't know. I feel like they can either make it or break it, depending on how they handle it. Because now you have what two major leagues, and well, yeah, I guess two plus kind of the oddball sports. Um. Yeah, I, I think it's a good opportunity to grow because a lot of people watch sports, obviously, on ESPN, and a lot of young people are watching on TNT because uh, the NBA is very popular. So if you get people like that exposed to hockey, you grow the game, more money, better talent. Everyone wins when hockey grows, and hopefully I think this will do that. Um, Andrew Shaw retired quickly. Uh Pretty under the radar at 29. He's had a lot of health problems over his career. He won some cups with Chicago, had a brief stint in Montreal, went back to Chicago, and uh, he just said he can't do it anymore. So he retired and is going to protect his health. And, you know, once you make your money, you win your cups. Why not? Why not just, like, save your body, you know? Fair. I believe, I think he, I'm pretty sure he put out a statement. I think he literally said that his doctors were like, because they obviously can't tell you, like, what to do. But they're basically, like, you know, like, we really recommend that you kind of stop playing. And he took their advice and, yeah, 
Off to retirement, I guess. He played really rough. He was uh, he was like a power forward grinder kind of guy. He always got into the corners, would, was not afraid to throw around his body, throw some hits, fights. Uh, so it makes sense that uh, that he'd have a bad body. And uh, yeah, like you said, this doctor's recommended. He stopped. He took their advice. Uh, good on him. And he gets to go out in, in the sunset and with cup rings, with a lot of money. He made a lot of money in his time. Uh, and he's a beloved player in Chicago for the rest of his career. I mean, I mean, the rest of his life, you know, he'll always be a, a Blackhawk and help bring them those cups. So uh, congrats on him on retirement. Uh, hope he stays, gets healthy, however you want to put it. All the best to him. And a really quick right turn. Uh, rough, very rough transition here, but we got to end on a positive note. So kind of got to get the uh, yeah. knock the bad stuff out. Yeah, Jake Vertanen, uh, forward of the Vancouver Canucks, has been the product of trade rumors since, basically since he was drafted. Uh, I think he was a top 10 pick when he was drafted. He has been accused of rape allegations. Um, I mean, sorry, he's been accused of rape. There have been allegations put up against him. So the Vancouver Canucks have uh, put him on leave for the time being. I it's thought great. he voluntarily went on leave. No, no, no. They put him on. Oh, really? Leave. I mean, he. I mean, he, it's not like he can say no. You know. No, I know, but I. I thought I heard. I, it doesn't really matter, but I. I thought I heard he took a personal leave. No, to my knowledge, the Canucks uh, got in front of it and said, like, until this gets resolved, we can't have you around. Which, kudos to them. I mean, they're they're not letting any of it slide. It's uh, it, it, it's. I mean, you, you can't have a guy that has allegations like that go about. Um, you look in the NFL and you have like the Sean Watson that has like 20 of them against him, which going to be interesting to see how that works out once game, Antonio game, Brown. gameplay starts. Antonio, yeah, but his stuff got all situated. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting. I mean, it's it's obviously like it's terrible if it's true. It's, uh, you know, uh, you hope the victim's okay and everything, and you hope that uh, justice is served. If uh, if he did if he did what they say he did, which I'm inclined, you know, I mean, innocent till proven guilty. But I mean, still, you gotta you you can't take these allegations lightly. You gotta when people talk, you gotta listen. You know. Yeah, you do, but then also, yeah, I don't know. On these things, I don't really jump the you know. I, I try to not jump the gun or really get the benefit of the doubt either. Just you know, allegations are allegations, so. It's a fine until, line, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, allegations are just allegations. So until yeah. anything else is proven. It's it's pretty serious it. allegation, yeah. So I'm sure we'll we'll hear more about it in the coming weeks when um, it, when more comes out about it. And then to make a hard right to get out of that, because that's a, something terrible, uh, some good things that have been happening in the league. Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews are proving just how good the youth of this sport uh, is McDavid and Matthews are on historic paces at the moment. McDavid has 91 points and he has a strong chance to hit a hundred points in, which would be in a full completed 56 game season, which would be the best point per game pace, um, since Lemieux and Gretzky. So no one has done, no one has gotten as many points in a season points per game in a season since Mario Lemieux did it, I think five times, and Gretzky did it, I believe, 10 times. So that's incredible. And then uh, Austin Matthews is going to get the 40 goals in his sleep. He is 39 right now in just 48 games, which let's do some quick math here. Oh, that's, boy, that quality CCAC. Um, you know what? You know what? I'm sick of your shit, Troy. Thanks. Times 82. This is why we need Josh Zito. There's a lot of reasons we need Josh Zito. Exactly. That's what I mean. It's like his math skills and his welding skills. And I know he could weld the podcast. Exactly. Think about it. So if you take his uh, goals per game, uh, which is uh, 0.8125 goals per game across an 82-game season, that would be a 66.6 goals in the entire season, which would, wouldn't be a record, obviously, but that would be the best sense probably – uh, I I don't know, if I, but the last guy who got a sixty goals in a season was Stamkos. He did it once. Ovechkin, I think, did it twice. It, it, it's an incredible pace for a young guy, uh, a young center 
especially having to play in the uh, you know tough markets, Toronto. He's just thriving right now. And I remember a few years back, uh, whenever uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins got drafted, and I was sitting there and I was like, one day he's going to be the oldest guy in the league, and like he's like not that good. I'm kind of concerned about like what the he, he's good, but he's not like his he's not an elite talent. And then since then, you've had guys come into the league like McDavid, McKinnon, Eichel, Matthews. The future of this game is so bright. The, these guys are so talented. Like Matthews is a is a this modern day center version of of Ovechkin. McDavid is, I'd, I'd say, performing better than Crosby did statistically. It, it's really it's really nice to see. I'm really happy that the sports. Uh, has as much talent as it does right now there obviously the Crosby Ovechkin era was uh great but these two are on a different level right now and you look all around the league you like dry sidle and McKinnon like I said it's uh it's a good time to be a hockey fan you know yeah it really is uh between the new deal and all these young guys and I guess the uh Kraken coming in that'll be quite the uh uh, quite a good time to get into the sport. Also, on a side note, uh, which I thought this was hilarious, and I don't know why I never thought of this before. So, you know how Amazon owns the arena for Seattle? The naming like rights, some, yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw this thing, and I thought it was hilarious, and I don't know why I ever thought of this, calling it the crack house. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. I thought it was a crack house. I don't know why I never, never uh, heard of that, but... <laughs> Yeah, and they want their fans to be called crackheads. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> I think that's 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 incredible. It's just that that's what the internet was made for, for jokes like that. Um, we have one more hockey thing after this, but I just wanted to uh make a quick mention as the regular season is dying down, most of the playoff positions have or at least playoff berths have been clinched. Uh, in the central, we have Carolina, Florida, Tampa. That fourth spot is still open between Dallas and Nashville. It's looking like it's going to be Nashville, but Dallas is still in it. In the east, all four spots have been clinched. It's going to be Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, and the New York Islanders. The positioning isn't set yet because two teams have 71 points, two teams have 68, and the games played are all different, so we'll have to see what happens there. In the north division, Toronto and Edmonton have clinched. Winnipeg and Montreal are most likely going to be three and four uh, in no particular order, but uh, I think Calgary is still and Calgary and Vancouver are still technically in it because of how many games uh, left they have, but it's probably going to end up being Winnipeg, Montreal. And in the West, uh, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota have clinched. And then that fourth spot is still up for grabs, but it's more than likely going to be St. Louis. Arizona has a way outside chance to get it. St. Louis has three games on them. That's so, what, and five points up. So it, it would it would be a miracle, but statistically it is possible. So I like to mention it. But um, so that's the how the playoffs are looking at. We're gonna have a playoff prediction episode coming up uh, at some point once the regular season fully ends. I'm really looking forward to that one. That's gonna be a fun, that's, that's always a fun one making the uh, playoff tree, uh, playoff whatever playoff picture predictor whatever the hell. Uh, always fun to do. Um, you know, you can't bet against the Penguins. This team's, uh, you know, they had a bad game yesterday. They lost what seven to two or whatever. And then they came back today and won seven to three. And as of right now, I believe they're second in the central, uh, behind Washington. But, um, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, there's basically like we, because of how the standings may end, we, there, we could play any of the three teams, Washington, Boston, New York. What team would you least want to see us play in the first round? Because I have an answer, but I want to hear yours. Um, um, I'm gonna know, I'm gonna take New York out. Probably first round. I want to say Boston's probably their biggest threat. That's what I. That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm, I'm going to say it's Boston, just because New York. It seems like the Penguins can normally gain control and keep it. Washington. It's more back and forth, but it's. Uh, I still think the Penguins have uh, more depth, and that's where they win because they're both very fast teams. 
But the Bruins, it seems like for whatever reason, they're just that you know, the big bad Bruins, and it just seems like they always lay it on them, and that's how it goes. But I don't know, man. I feel like Washington's also a threat whenever you can go around and at this point, might as well just axe chop Sidney Crosby in the throat because screw it, five, you know, five grand. But yeah, I don't. I really don't want to play Tom Wilson, but I mean, inevitably we'll have to play. If we, if you win, you're probably gonna have to. I, I don't know. I, I think any of these teams can beat any of the others. Like it's, it's going to be really hard once playoff prediction time comes around to predict the East because these teams are so close, but I agree with you. I was going to say, I do not want to play Boston in round one, That that first line of Marshawn Bergeron Pasternak sucks the life out of the Penguins. Like they are fat. The Penguins are a fast team and they're skilled. That line, unless you have Crosby Gensel, like fully he's full sending like like at the playing the best they can they can't match no line on the penguins can match that first line it's really tough and that could be a killer in a in a series i think it'd be really tough they don't have the most i don't think boston has as much depth as pittsburgh does but that front power is going to be so hard to maintain i really don't want to play boston and last time we played boston in the playoffs we got swept the last time we played New York in the playoffs, we also got swept. And the last time we played Washington in the playoffs, we lost in six. So we don't have a great history against any of these teams. But Washington, we have historically the best record against in the playoffs. Uh, New York, I think we could handle. I, I think that we learned from our mistakes in our last couple in our last round against them. Uh, we know. I think we would know how to play them in a round. As much as it would be painful, I think we could do it. Boston, man. Boston. I don't want any piece of Boston. I don't care if, if they have the homeless advantage or we have it. It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't want to see Boston at all. But um, that was just a, a little side conversation I wanted to have with you. Um, last quick bit of NHL news. Just as we were recording, Milan Lucic waived his no-movement clause. Uh, he's probably not going to end up getting traded, but waiving this allows the Calgary Flames to not protect him in the expansion draft. So they can use that spot to protect other people. He has such a big contract that no, like Seattle's not going to want to take it. So basically he's going to not be, he's not going to have to move anyways. It was just a gesture to be nice for Calgary to help them out. Now we have MLB news, Troy, take her away. So yeah, um, MLB news. Um, I will get more in depth, but the uh, Rockies GM, Jeff Bridlich, uh, steps down as GM after seven seasons uh, in Colorado. So uh, I guess they are now on a hunt for a GM. But the big news that I think I want to talk about is the uh, Bryce Harper injury. I don't know if you saw this video, but it is it is hard to watch. So basically what happened, um, this was, what, three yeah, this was well over, this was what, four or five days ago at this point. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Philly, I believe it was, it was either St. Louis at Philadelphia or the other way around. But basically what happened is the, um, uh, the St. Louis reliever came in. It was Genesis Cabrera. He came in. It happened to be his first pitch. This was in the... Uh, sixth inning and basically whales a 97 mile an hour fastball that smacked Bryce Harper clean right in the cheek slash nose slash eye it hit nothing else just a really hard fastball um naturally uh Harper dropped and he ended up thankfully getting up um under his own power, and he walked off, but he had uh, blood spewing, I guess, out of his nose. But in good news, he did get a uh, CT scan, and I guess everything came back fine, and nothing's broken. He just has a really wicked bruise. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the situation? I know after that, uh, I guess everything was pretty tense between the teams, and – I don't know. That that's definitely not the move you want to make. First pitch coming in. Yeah, it's not a guy you want to make angry. He's notoriously uh, come back to bite a lot of people who uh, 
what would have made him angry? He he's a real threat, and I I did see the video. It, it's not as bad. It's obviously bad. You you hit a guy right directly in the face with a fastball. It looks terrible. But I I remember back to when Giancarlo Stanton got his uh, entire jaw shattered with a uh, fastball. I think it was by Mike Fires when he was back in the with the Marlins, and um, that like you you look and you see like videos like that and you think the worst obviously, but luckily all things turned out all right for Bryce. Um, yeah, I mean, just it it seems like control's been an issue a lot this year. I've seen a lot of guys. Uh, I think like hit by pitches is up like super high. I'm not sure what the deal is because uh, maybe it's the new balls. I've heard uh, they, they got the new baseballs. Some pitchers have complained about and whatnot. Uh, guys like the Grom obviously haven't had an issue. He's like a sub one ERA, but it's some, it's something to keep an eye on and definitely uh, happy that nothing bad happened to Bryce. Um, you want to talk about this is going to be the fun one to talk about. Do you want to get into the Astros? Oh, yeah. So the beloved Houston Astros, which um, I'm sure everyone is familiar with at this point, they are returning to uh, the Bronx. That is their first time returning to Yankee Stadium since the 2017 World Series, I guess. And ALCS. ALCS and that entire scandal and all that stuff. We'll go with um, they were met in typical New York fashion, I guess. In the politest way, they uh, they welcomed them with shaking hands, said hello, welcome to New York, we're happy to have you. That's how New Yorkers act, right? Oh yeah, no, it resulted in we asked Pat. Um, yeah, no, it resulted in uh, we'll go with. Uh, Many, many, many four-letter words followed by... We already got the expletive. Um, just say it. No, it's okay. Uh, Altuve. Uh, F. Altuve. Uh, they also... There were many different ones I heard. Yeah, I heard there was trash and about everything else getting chucked onto the field. And the inflatable trash cans they tossed onto the uh, field, which you got to love. It's a classic move. I think the Angels did it first, though. But yeah, right classic. You love it. You get you, you love to see the Astros getting it. And um, someone asked, I think it was someone asked Aaron Judge if uh, you know it's been a few years since the scandal. Like, should we just get over it by now? And he basically just sat there, thought about it for a second. He was like, Yeah, I don't know, because we shouldn't get over it. They won a fraudulent World Series, and like, they still have it. Like, it's still in their name. They didn't. They none of those players got punished. The team didn't really get punished. There's the manager, uh, the GM. That's it. Those are the only guys that caught anything for the for it. So I think everyone has a right to be angry about it. We've talked about that scandal extensively on this podcast. So, yeah. Uh, you know what? For the first time in my life, I'm going to say it. Good job, Yankees. Good job. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Let me see what the score for that game is. If I can find it real quick. It probably just ended because it's now what uh, almost eleven. Let's see here. The Yankees did win seven to three. Oh yeah. So that pours some nice salt into the wound, but the Yankees are off to uh, quite the rough start. But I guess so are the Astros. So they got are, that running for them. Uh, would you are, like the, to have... are the Astros bad? Yep. They're 15 and 13. They're not that bad. 13, 14. Oh, yeah. Yankees nice. are 15 and 14. Would you like oh. to polish that? You could have the honor of polishing off baseball for us. Yeah. Um, Amir Garrett's red, uh, noted hot headed Reds pitcher who tried to fight the Pirates like three times a year he got a seven game suspension for starting a benches uh, clearing brawl. I believe that was against the Cubs, but don't know for sure. It was because it was uh, who was it? Anthony Rizzo. He just, I think it was that. That was the one that did it. Where uh, he, yeah, he, I, he I, struck him out. He struck him out, but he just he just he started screaming something. I think it was like "I'm it" or like he just I, kept doing. I don't know. Was it? 
I don't know. I'm, I'm there just... was something really bizarre. He just kept screaming. And and Rizzo just looks back at him and is like, what are you doing? Like, you suck. Then he does it again, and then uh, Rizzo goes out swinging, and he just, like, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say. Garrett just, like, loses it, and then at that point, um, the bench is clear, and he gets restrained, and then he just starts, like, apologizing mid-brawl, uh, mid I guess, and then he gets pulled a little bit later. It was quite the event, I guess, but I don't know. It's not like Garrett's great, so. You, you like seeing guys show personality and, and like, be, like have emotion, but this guy is twice now started benches clearing brawls uh, unnecessarily. He did it last year, like I said, against the Pirates, and he got an eight-game suspension for it. Or it wasn't last year. It was two, two years ago, excuse me. So, like, you know, like, you, you got to be self-aware. Like, true. Like, you're not even good. You're a freaking reliever. Like, how, how, many, how many guys in the league could do that and get away with it? Sit down. Trout. Trout's not going to do crap. He's not going to, though, because he's, like, super quiet and humble. But, you know, he could if he wanted exactly. to. And like, the, 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 no the other hates it, but, I mean, you know. Oh, right. yeah. Rob Manfred hates this guy. <laughs> All right. NFL talk. NFL this was you, buddy. Because we are running low on time. And by time, I mean energy. I'm going to fall asleep. Because uh, I had a very long day. Not because this is boring. I enjoy this. Uh, Dallas Cowboys linebacker Sean Lee retires. He had been riddled with injuries throughout his career. That guy's body has taken a beating. Uh, and he finally retires right before the draft. Uh, former Steelers offensive lineman Marcus Gilbert also retired. Uh, he was a Cardinal for a hot minute there, but he's mostly remembered as the Steelers offensive tackle. And then the draft happened and Trevor Lawrence went one uh, to Jacksonville. The Jets got Zach Wilson quarterback from BYU. The Patriots get their uh, heir apparent to Brady slash Cam Newton and Mac Jones quarterback from Alabama. Um, the Chicago Bears got quarterback Justin Fields from Ohio State. Uh, and the the biggest one that pertains to us is the Pittsburgh Steelers got Alabama running back Najee Harris, uh, the best, the top running back in the class. He was the first one picked. Right after him, uh, uh, another running back went, uh, the Clemson running back. I forget his name. But, yeah, so for the first time since Le'Veon Bell, the Steelers will have a good running back. And they shored up the offensive line. They got a center. They got, a, I think, a tackle. Uh, they're gonna be they're gonna be good this year. That defense is still elite, and they made that offense uh, a little better. The only concern I have is offensive line. It's still a little shaky. Still has some flaws, but all in all, it's an improved unit. It's an improved group. We are the unit report, so we, you know, we we appreciate when they draft some units. They got some big guys, some big uh, centers, some tackles, and uh, we uh, you know we're gonna support them through and through. That is all I have. True. Um, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll uh, start with some golf. But I, um, I guess for the final uh, NFL news uh, just came out, uh, Lucas Wester actually got drafted first round, the 33rd pick by the Houston Oilers. So no way. congratulations there. Yeah. What position they the, pick me? You're a water boy. That seems like a high pick for a water boy. I don't know, man. They need one ever since uh, Adam Sandler – uh, got a, uh, you know, moved around. Then they they saw how good I am at serving water to people waiting at Bigham Tavern. They were like, I know they won uh, the state championship, so Sandler water. had to go elsewhere. But yeah, that was a great movie. Like it's, I watched that the other day, and there were some very interesting things in there that I do not remember being in that movie. It's boobies. <laughs> there. <laughs> there, there are some we'll go with there are some things that today could not be put in films whatsoever is it when it, is it when the coach drops his pants and shows his ass tattoo no it's whenever uh they're playing the state there's there i forget what they're playing and the kicker goes to kick like a field goal or something and then um they get to kick the ball, and the ball magically morphs into something else. And I was like, there is no way that I'm actually saying this to the point of where we literally had to replay it 
to make sure that I was seeing this correctly. I don't even remember that. Yeah, you'll look it up, but uh, tell me after. I'll tell you after. (laughs) I was like, there's no way this is on television. This is pretty terrible, but word. I guess that's that 80s humor for you. Anyway, Anyway. some good old golf, everyone's favorite. So we have the Valspar Open. Uh, Sam Burns wins it. He shoots 17 under for a total of 267 strokes, followed by Keegan. Bradley, which was a minus 14. Um, yeah, Burns pretty much had the lead. He had a pretty good lead. And then second through, what is this? Second through fifth, we're all within two shots of each other. So that was kind of cool to see. Um, I guess for uh, really oddball sports, we have the beloved Kentucky Derby where Medina the Medina Spirit wins by running faster than any other horse. Yeah. And immediately having um, pictures taken of them, then chopped up and served at your uh, local Burger King. So kind of <laughs> kind of a sad way to go out, but uh, yeah. Love that. Well, um, also, oddball sports, not really oddball sports, just sports that we don't talk about very often. Jake Paul, not Jake Paul, Logan Paul is going to be fighting Floyd Mayweather. Oh, great. And I want to put my life savings on Floyd Mayweather, but he hasn't fought in three years. And Logan Paul has like f- like five inches on him and like 30 pounds. Logan Paul, Tom Wilson? Now that would be a fight. Back in um, the beginning of the hockey season, there was a rumor that Jake Paul and Evander Kane were going to fight. Evander Kane was like tweeting at him. He was like, yeah, you're not going to fight. It's because he's bankrupt. He was like, oh, you're not going to fight me. You're not going to fight me, huh? And then Jake Paul like was like, who are you? <laughs> Jake Paul is bigger than Evander Kane, like socially. Like more people know Jake Paul than Evander Kane. Believe it or not. Very true. But yeah, um, so I, I don't know who's going to win that. But whenever, I think that happens in June, I think it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that because that's gonna be really interesting. And I, as much as I want to bet on Logan Paul, I mean on on Floyd Mayweather, I have a strong, a weird feeling that the size advantage and the age advantage is uh, really gonna help Logan Paul beat a beat the best boxer of all time. I don't know. Something to think about. Something to sit with. We'll think about that. We'll, we'll you know we'll talk. Um. I don't know if it'll be our next episode, but we're going to have an episode, like I said, with some playoff predictions. I'm looking forward to that whenever that happens. Um, I, what was that? You just, what was that? That was the okay to go ahead and finish. All right, do fine. The outro. I'll finish. Damn. Let's I'm giving you permission to do the outro. You know what? I want to have a live conversation about this because this needs to be talked out and this needs to be talked out live. I, I need you so I can sleep tonight. To say on the show that you know that that this is not the dynamic we have here. I am the host. I allow you to talk. That's what I mean. That's why whenever I said like Lucas finish or Lucas start the NFL, that's how it works. Try, try, try. I edit the podcast. It's called the unit report. Who's the bigger unit? At the time, I mean, currently, probably me. I've been eating, man. I've been grubbing. There. Have we not talked about the chocolate-covered almonds? They've been brought up at least twice. You're right. And the wings are really a salad if you eat the celery. Dude, I could go for some wings now again. We are equals on this podcast. I put a lot of work in to edit this, to produce this, to upload this. Um, Troy shows up. Uh, whenever we text and agree you know how on the time. difficult it is for me to have to like click on Google Docs and put on the headset and unplug the mic in. Like it's a hassle, man. Then I gotta sit in this chair and like talk. I really appreciate you admitting it all right now. I, I thank you. This is dang man. Between that and then everything, I'm the one that runs our the has to run the social media thing now because you don't know how Twitter logins work. Because it logged me out and it said I'm not allowed to log in anymore. Well, so. it's because I changed the password because I'm the one that runs the show now. But well, now all yeah, that's all I ask of you is I ask you to tweet out the link when it's uploaded. But I 
sit there on GarageBand. I edit this mother, this MFR. I, 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 I got the, I bought the uh, sound to uh, the intro, the guy talking at the beginning. That's all me guy at the end. It's not me saying it, but I paid for it. Nice guy. I'm sure. Nice guy. Tries hard. Loves the game. I, I'm the one that puts most of the stuff in the dock. I just, I want a little more respect. I think that's fair. Just a little more respect. I guess. I don't know. I feel like I already let you do enough in this already. You know what? That's really fair. You know, that, that's fair. <laughs> that is really fair. Yeah, I'm, so, right, I'm, so, I'm sorry so, I questioned your authority, Supreme Leader. I know, exactly. <laughs> All right. You said enough. Uh, we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in to uh, this week's edition of The Unit Report. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at The Unit Report. Uh, please follow Lucas. <laughs> I'm translating the outro at into Lucas Wester. <laughs> You're just on uh, Kim Jong-un. And then if you look up uh, <laughs> Lucas Wester on Redbubble, you can find um, the Unit Report stickers along with stickers of himself because everyone needs a big old Lucas Wester sticker on their uh, token. Yo, we should do that. <laughs> I, I'm going to have stickers of you all in my room. Oh, that's terrifying. You know the... Uh, hold on, wait, before we go. <laughs> the, the Photoshop that Dylan has of you with Kevin Benson... Oh, I know. I'm going to make that into a, like an actual sticker and I'm going to put it everywhere. I I respect it, I guess. Or the one of you, of, uh, I think it was like your communion or something with glasses on. Oh, yeah. Really young. I love that picture. <laughs> oh, man. I really have another idea of what we should do is uh, contact the uh, Josh Cita Racing Society and see if we can get our faces on on like the wheels or something the car i think that would be great what if they get how about instead you're right because they're probably gonna lose because josh ito has to weld the entire thing and yeah. welding isn't his everyone knows he's like i don't know when you look at him you don't see welder you see like you know like spaghetti you see and ex- like yeah. exactly like he just exudes like, like sex yeah i get it. yeah i get it italian but you know <laughs> Anyway, that's enough for this. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in this week. Follow us on the Inner Report. Uh, we already did Lucas's shameless sticker plug. Um, you can listen to us. Uh, let's see, Spod, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Podcasts. Um, am I missing one? If Very you fun. if you fall asleep, actually, you hear us in your dreams. You can hear us there. Oh, that too. All right. Um, That'll work. All right, cool. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, We will talk to you soon. Save me. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Unit Report. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at The Unit Report.